I think a lot of people, as they are veering between being religious or questioning whether or not they are religious or how unreligious they are or how very religious they might want to be, I think they hear the word atheist and it has this connotation to it where you're basically a devil worshiper. And that's not the case at all. This podcast was sponsored by King James and the Twelve Disciples. Just kidding. Hello, hello, ladies, men, non-binary friends. Welcome to Growing Up Fundy. I am your host, Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. And today we are going to talk about atheism, agnosticism, and secularism. What are the differences between these terms? Why are they often misconstrued or miscombined or confused with one another? Let's talk about it. First, we're going to start off with the actual definitions because I feel like that is super important and everybody should know the difference. So according to Oxford languages, atheism is the disbelief or lack of belief in the existence of God or gods. So you do not believe in God and you do not believe in gods, you are an atheist. Agnosticism or an agnostic, a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena. A person who claims neither God nor disbelief in God. So that's a person who neither disbelieves nor believes in God. They don't know. They don't think there's enough evidence to support either, etc., etc. So notice there's a big difference there between agnostics and between um, atheists. Atheists are here saying, no, there is not a God. Agnostics are saying, I have not seen evidence to prove there is or there isn't. So I'm just kind of in between. And finally, secularism right? Or to be secular, or when something is secular, because it is a noun, it is the indifference to or rejection or exclusion of religion and religious considerations. So when you are secular, you are literally indifferent. You don't really care about it. You don't care not about it. You're just indifferent. You can have secular music that is neither religious nor non-religious, right? The song is not about God, but it is also not anti-God. It is just a song. It is just out there. You can have secular television, secular movies, secular entertainment, secular people, secular ideas. And all that means is that it is neither for nor against. It is neither about nor about the antithesis of. It is entirely indifferent. Now, that might sound a lot like agnostic, but one, um, agnostic is a person who doesn't have enough evidence to support either belief. So there's atheists who say, no, there is not a God. It's a very definitive belief in that there is no God or gods. Then you have agnostics, which is somebody who's like, you know, I don't have evidence to support that there is a God, so I'm not going to believe that there is one, but I also don't have quite enough evidence to support that there is not a God, so I'm not necessarily going to say absolutely not with the definitive nature that an atheist says it. And then you have secularism, or a, I think, I think you could say secularist. I studied English. I feel like this is a word where you could practice or be a secularist if you are a person. I'm going to look that up. Um, And that's the indifference it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I know that indifference can often have negative connotations, but you're just like, hey, I don't really care. My life is not about it and it's not not about it. It's just 
I'm just secular. It is just of the world, neither for nor against religion. So now we're going to dive into an article that I found that made me really want to look up the difference between atheists and secularists and agnostics. And this was something that I found on the Washington Post today. It was, when was it published? I don't see a publication date on here, but I do believe it's very recent. How does this not have a date on it? Usually Washington Post dates everything. Anyway, I will link the article in the show notes, so feel free to take a look at it yourself. But in case you're driving or you're at work or you're doing something where you can't read it yourself, I'm going to read it to you. And this is under the Washington Post religion section. American secularism is growing and growing more complicated. That's the title of the article. The four notes, the little footnotes underneath say its impact on politics and self-identity looms large, experts say. Americans are getting less religious, in quotes. You've probably heard. They do fewer traditionally religious things, such as belonging to a denomination, attending worship services, or feeling certain that God exists. But what does that lead to? As research in the past couple of decades has reflected those drops in behaviors and belief, conventional wisdom has lingered on a superficial understanding about what it really means for our identities, our yearning for something, quote, bigger than ourselves, end quote, and our idea about the role of religion in politics. Now, a new crop of books dives into many shades of gray and growing secularism and its important ramifications. Deploying new research and theories, these writers go beyond the top-level data and argue that many Americans are, in fact, a mix. Someone may be devout personally, for instance, but strongly believe in church-state separation and the primacy of science and observable facts. Side note, the definition of primacy, according to Oxford Languages, the fact of being primary, preeminent, or more important— the office, period of office, or authority of a primate of certain churches. And then they, they uh, give an example of a sentence. They say the first years of his primacy were tranquil. They may be completely non-religious, but also agnostic when it comes to the role of religion in public life. The 2021 book Secular Surge by a trio of prominent political scientists says secular, quote unquote, core values include free thinking, logic and reason rather than received authority, human experience and the laws of nature. Secularism, notably, is not defined by opposition to religious identity or practice. By this definition, a quarter of Americans now have a secular worldview, the researchers contest. And events such as the pandemic could speed along the birth of a secular political left, not unlike the early days of the religious right. Another book, Secularism, colon, The Basics, out this month from Georgetown University professor Jacques Berliner Blau. Berliner Blau? Berliner Blau, focuses on political secularism and argues that while Americans may be growing less religious, their government and courts are becoming less secular. The gap, he says, inflames culture war debates in areas such as vaccine exemptions, LGBTQ rights, and government funding for religious schools. Unchecked free exercise of religion, Berliner Blau argues, deprives religious minorities of equal protection under the law. And the United States, he says, is way behind in developing a secularism for the current era. There has been no innovation in secular thought in 50 years. Few new policy ideas, Berliner Blow says in an interview. There's no coherence, no leadership, no central movement. They can't articulate what they want to do. Berliner Blau's book and others of late look at different parts of personal and public secularism, but they agree that the contemporary terminology is inadequate. Emma Kuntz-Wenner, 
religion editor for Publishers Weekly, said there is a bit of a boom happening on the topic. There are so many people who have left traditional religious structures but are still interested in the, quote, spiritual but not religious, unquote, genre, she said, that PW now does a regular feature on the topic of nuns, end quote, N-O-N-E-S, not nuns as in the Catholic nuns, side note, that's from me, not from the article. Those Americans who tell pollsters they have no religion, that group has swelled from 16% of the country in 2007 to 29% today, according to Pew Research. Experts on secularism sometimes call this era the third wave for secularism. The early freethinkers were first, then the, quote, new atheists, end quote, such as Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, who were defined by their angry, direct criticism of religion. In Secular Search, the authors say the existence of a now huge group of Americans who share secular values is potentially one of the biggest political forces of the near future. That group is becoming more organized around liberal priorities on climate change, environmental protection, immigration, and social welfare. Authors say this is a significant block within the Democratic Party, which could be powerful if organized well, and could also, depending on its approach, cause friction with the more religious, largely non-white segments of the party. The authors say a growing slice of Republican Party is also defined as secular, and also must be engaged. That's interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. I feel like Republicans tend to very much identify with uh, religion, and it is often Christianity. But hey, you know. Secularism is at the very heart of the battles for the soul of the Democratic Party, write the authors political scientist John C. Green of the University of Akron and David E. Campbell and Joffrey C. Lehman, both of the University of Notre Dame. The three agree with Berliner Blau that the big challenges of secular political impact is the lack of perceived movement. People may fit into the secular camp but not realize it. Some experts position that the pandemic and even potentially an overturned Roe versus Wade, oh my god, could galvanize secular Americans in the way abortion did for the religious right. Berliner Blau sees secular organizing as a backstop to what he calls growing religious fundamentalism in Turkey, Israel, and the United States. But Ryan P. Berg, or Burge, a political scientist at Eastern Illinois University who last year published The Nuns, where they came from, who they are, and where they're going, again, side note, nuns being N-O-N-E-S, thinks Berliner Blau overstates that possibility. He looks at atheists and considers their antagonism to religion as out of step for the country. Burge's book focuses on the nuns broadly, and the significant difference in belief and attitudes between nuns that are anti-religion and nuns who are ambivalent. As you can see, uh, this is a side note, this is not part of the article, there is, they even agree that there is a big difference between the nuns, quote-unquote, um, who are anti-religion and the nuns who are ambivalent. They don't really care either way. They don't identify any way. The majority of nuns are in the latter camp, Burge says, and that same dynamic is at play with the secular Americans. The majority are in the middle. Now we're seeing religious polarization and political polarization lay on top of one another, Burge said. Religious polarization is just as real, but we don't think about it as much because no one is articulating it in a way that makes sense. That's the end of the article. And that last sentence, religious polarization is just as real, but we don't talk about it as much because no one has articulated it in a way that makes sense. That last sentence is what made me really want to distinguish the difference between atheism, agnosticism, and secularism, because I think he's right in that aspect, if I'm understanding this and kind of digesting this information correctly. I think people are not sure what they are. I think they're not doing maybe enough research in terms of, are they agnostic? 
Are they atheist? Are they secular? Are you somebody who believes there is no God? Are you somebody who believes there might be, but also could not be? There's enough evidence to support that there isn't. There's not enough evidence to support that there is. I don't really know. Or are you secular? Are you one of those people who say, I don't really care. It doesn't really impact me in any way, right? And and I don't mean to say I don't really care as in lackadaisical flippant, I don't care. You know, I mean more like it does not impact me. I don't, I don't, it doesn't impact me in a way that takes up space in my brain that, that lives rent-free in my mind. I'm not worried about it, right? I'm not concerned about it. I'm not keep, it's not keeping me up at night. I just live my best life, do my thing. And I don't necessarily consider myself an atheist. I think a lot of people, as they are veering between being religious or questioning whether or not they are religious or how unreligious they are or how very religious they might want to be, I think they hear the word atheist and it has this connotation to it where you're basically a devil worshiper. I remember thinking that atheists were the same as devil worshipers. And um, that's not the case at all. That's not. And also I think atheism has a ferocity about it that is undeserved. I think when somebody is an atheist, a lot of times that word just seems a little harsh. It seems a little triggering. I hate to use that word, but honestly it is. And I think that what people don't know, they what they don't understand, they fear. So these people out here who fear atheists and who fear atheism, um, they only do so because they think that someone who is anti-religion is dangerous to religion and religious people and is going to seek out emotional or physical or mental harm on those who are religious or going to try and convince them to not be religious, which as somebody who spends a lot of time with a lot of atheist people, that could not be further from the truth. They are good, kind people. They are usually very helpful, very friendly. They just don't identify with the religion. Same with agnostic people. I think it um, does a disservice to agnostic people to say that they are the same as atheist people when they are definitely not, especially when you consider the definition of the words at its core definition at that baseline level. Anyway, I thought this article was interesting. I thought in order to digest an article like this, it was very important that we um, go through the definitions. And I think that it was, as I was reading this article, I thought that it was very interesting that they said that not only is there a rise in secularism in the United States, but there is a rise between both Republican and Democratic secularism, which is honestly a shock to me. But at the same time, in this article, I noticed it was mentioned that there's also a rise in evangelical uh, beliefs and behaviors. And I personally wonder, this is just me wondering to myself, if the rise in evangelicals came after the rise began in secular thoughts. I I sometimes wonder if people who were more and more comfortable with the idea of considering themselves secular were becoming more popular, more common. The idea was being kind of spread a little bit more than it used to be. And the people who considered themselves staunchly religious started leaning towards the very conservative, very evangelical version in order to combat that. I find that historically you can see there's often a pattern where, um, especially in the United States, I don't know where you might be listening to this from, when there is a dramatic rise in a certain behavior or a certain belief, whether it's 
Democrat, whether it's Republican, whether it's liberal, whether it's conservative, whether it's anti-vax, whether it's pro-vax, whatever. It could be about animal rights. It could be about civil war memorials. I've noticed whenever there's a giant spike in a polarizing belief system or activity or action or movement, there very quickly follows a dramatic spike in the antithesis belief there very quickly um, appears to be the opposite side showing up in droves in order to, I feel like, protect their beliefs and protect their lifestyle and protect their um, <clears throat> what they consider to be maybe uh, their, their lifestyle in order to combat those who are making the change in the alternate direction. And so I'm curious which came first. I, I'm curious. I would like to read the studies they talked about, for example, like the Pew Research study. I would like to, to find out more about which came first, were we becoming more secular, and the evangelicals fought that by becoming even further um, conservative, more religious, more evangelical. Maybe they weren't evangelical before, but now they're kind of leaning that way. Or were the evangelicals leaning to a more conservative lifestyle and a more conservative belief system and the secularists who didn't agree with them were the ones who decided to kind of come out in droves and kind of take a stance and and make waves in that regard. So anyway, I digress. I'm very curious to see your thoughts, your opinions. Do you agree with this article? Do you think it's a crock of bullshit? Did you learn something? Did you learn the difference between agnostics, atheists, and um, I can't I can't think of the word. I just uh, secularism. What What are your thoughts? Comment down below uh, if you have anything you hate about this, whether it's the article, whether it's the authors, whether it's what they said. Please direct all hate towards me, not towards them. Please don't spread hate and unkind words to any of the authors mentioned or their websites or Washington Post. If you hate it, if you disagree direct all that hate towards me, not towards them. They don't know that I'm doing this recording. So there you go. Anyway, that was it for this episode. We learned a little bit about the difference between, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again, atheism, agnostics or agnosticism, and secularism. Very important to distinguish, especially if you are one of those people who are trying to decide whether or not you're religious, whether or not you are centric, whether or not you are fully uh, atheist. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Hope this helped. Hope this was educational. And thank you. Have a good night.